All right, everyone, this is your boy, Reggie Osborne, the You See Me But You Don't Know podcast. This week's guest, we have Kajana Carter. First round draft pick in the NFL, uh, played at Penn State, uh, all the accolades, uh, Heisman Trophy runner-up, Rose Bowl MVP, amazing athlete. Tune in. What's up, big dog? What's up, man? How you doing? Man, I'm doing good, man. Thank you for for getting on with me. Um, no, no problem. Yeah, like I, I know you said you had to, you had stuff, man. You stay busy. I mean, you and Bioglobe, dog. When, when do you have time to sleep? <laughs> uh, I like to say, yeah, it's it's been tough, and I and I got a two and a half year old too, so. Oh, okay. Uh, ah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm a I'm a late bloomer when it comes into being a daddy, but yeah. Um, I'm not as good. I don't sleep that much as it is anyway. So hey, right, um, it's good. It pays being busy than not being busy. <laughs> hey, like like Jay Z said, he he hadn't slept since '86. So huh. you know, <laughs> hey man, you you do what you do. But man, know, just right. you know, thank you again for coming on the show on the podcast. Now, talk to us about growing up in Ohio. Yeah, so uh, I'm 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 uh, born and raised in. Uh, Columbus, Ohio. Well, actually, uh, born in Columbus, Ohio, but raised in a town called Westerville, which is a suburb of Columbus. Okay. Um, lived there, obviously, from adolescence all the way up to I got to to I got to college. So, um, now obviously, grew up being a '70s baby, '80s baby. You no, know, yes. life was good. Uh, you can go outside and play; you don't have to worry about anything. Mommy tell you go play until it gets dark. Uh, I grew up in an apartment complex where I swear, probably been like. 2,000 kids, I felt like. But um, <laughs> no, I had uh, no, all my neighbors, everybody in the neighborhood had kids my age. So it was great. We had our own T ball league. Um, no, we had you no know, basketball courts and stuff like that. So I had a, a wonderful upbringing, uh, had a lot of great friends. And uh, no, I would say those are the good, those are the good old days. Right. You know, <laughs> and Ohio was, was the good old days. Man, I, I still, I don't think I can get used to all that cold weather. I mean, you know, it, it gets a little cold here in Texas, yeah. and everybody's yeah. in sweats yeah, well, and I mean, sweatshirts. When we get older, the cold bothers us. Now, when you're when you're a kid, when you're like five years old, you no, know, ten years old, you know, when it's snowing all that, you loving it. You freezing, your toes are cold. You don't care. Yes, but you no, know, I think when you get older is when you like, no, this I ain't made for this, and then that that's kind of how like where I'm at right now. <laughs> you no, know, I love uh, being from uh, Columbus, but you no, know, living in Florida. Uh, those winter times, you know, with the achy joints and everything. Oh, and yeah. You know, pushing the dirt, snow, and I don't miss that. <laughs> I miss Christmas time. Right. But besides that, I don't I don't miss that, that old man winter. <laughs> hey, man, my knees, I stay in the south. And I need, you know to, come, <laughs> I need to come to Florida. <laughs> well, we yeah, always in Florida yeah. anyway. So, but now, high school, how did, how did Kajana become J- Kajana? As in, I mean, the athlete, you mean? Well, athlete, man, the person you are, just basically uh, how how it all evolved. Well, <laughs> uh, you know, I, sports always came easy to me. Okay. It's, I, I, mean, I loved it. I always put the work in, but I was just guy gifted uh, with, um, no, obviously, basketball was my first love, believe it or not. So Really? Okay. Uh, yeah, I love basketball. Well, obviously, you've been... No, not football rules, but right. I love basketball growing up. And um, so I would play that nonstop. And 
with me, you know, being from Ohio and being at that era, you no, know, we play football during the during the fall, basketball okay. during the winter, and you either play baseball or track during the spring. Um, so growing up, um, I just played backyard football. I played. I started playing at ten years old, and like I said, that the neighborhood I grew up in was called Seasons Four. Um, I will always play with the older guys. Okay. Um, no, when I was like five, six, you no, know, we would play tackle football in the backyard, and we make the the water meter right there is one end zone, and then the tree <laughs> over there is the other end zone. But I would play with the big kids because I was, you know, always that fast kid, you know, athletic. I didn't know it, but it, it just one of those things that just came natural to me. And then one of our neighbors uh, saw me saw us playing one day, and he was like, "Hey, would you think about playing organized football?" I'm like, "Organized?" I'm like. I didn't think I could play organized football until I got to middle school. Ah, okay. Because, you know, we were right. always, you know, and they never thought about peewee. And I was like, yeah. And believe it or not, the first team I played with was the Bengals. Nice. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was good. So at 10 years old, I played. And like I said, I was always good at, you know, in the neighborhood. And I was always the past kid and played basketball, baseball, whatever. It was good. But now, you know, when you put your towels against other people outside of your neighborhood, no, obviously you don't know where where to go. Well, the first year our team was terrible. Uh, we didn't win a game, but I scored all my team's touchdowns that year. That's all that counts. And uh, yeah, so <laughs> I mean, obviously that could be a good thing or bad right. thing. Score enough, but <laughs> no, it was just one of those things that I just loved football that I um, it, it stuck with me. So after that, um, didn't play, just played basketball in the neighborhood because I was still like in fifth grade. Didn't play like any rec uh, basketball or anything. And then when it came to track, you know, we just had our field days of school but never really ran organized track. And then the next year I played football uh, again, same team, we got a little better. Okay. And then the next year I was going into seventh grade and then st- no stuff got changed. I still played peewee because I was, I graduated high school at 17. So I was always young for my class. Okay. So the guys that I played with were actually a year in the class behind me, but we were the same age. Ah. So in seventh grade, excuse me, I played one more year peewee, but then I started playing middle school basketball in track and um no like i said in football i was always you no know, gifted um and then you know, we come into basketball and track you no know, i was i was pretty good now get run run against other kids and you started to see like okay there's other people out there and i'm actually faster than them too uh-huh. so you know give you a little confidence but i was never the arrogant one but just confidence to yourself say you know what hey i know i can do some things out there make you feel good um and then, so in middle school, middle school was all right. Um, but then when you get to high school, no, that's kind of like the, the big jump. And um, when I got to high school, that's where, you know, you start playing with the seniors and things yep. like that. So my freshman year, I didn't play football because I had a, a, a knee injury uh, during basketball camp uh, going into my freshman year in high school. And my mom was like, you're not playing football. I'm like, what do you mean I'm not playing? Come on. She's like, nope. You're not playing. So I didn't get to play football my freshman year, but I played all the other sports. And then just from there, just kind of a progression. Uh, now, as a uh, as a person, you know, I was raised by a single mom. Okay. Uh, my whole life, I have a younger brother who was uh, seven years younger than me. But when I got to, when I got into fifth, like my first year of playing, no, my sixth grade year, my mom just saw me, you know, being a 11 year old boy, you know, you starting to need to have some male role models around you. Right. So she, uh, put my photo into the big brother, big sisters, 
uh, portal. Okay, nice. Well, not portal, a program. Right, okay. Where she asked me, would you be open to it? And I was like, yeah, I don't see why I'd be, you know, just having a big brother, having an older, older real mom, because I was the oldest of her, of her two kids. I was like, yeah, I'd be open to it. And believe it or not, uh, my big brother, he was actually a football coach for one of the neighboring schools that's in our comp- in my high school's football conference. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So my mom submitted my mom submitted a photo of me in my football uniform, uh, team photo uniform. Uh-huh. And he saw it. He was like, all right, yeah, I like this kid. And then so obviously that whole process, you go meet him and this and that. We just hit it off from the first day. And we're still family as to, to this day. Wow. So, you know, usually they say after 18, you know, you can kind of, you know, part ways or whatever right, you want. Right, right. But I'm 49 and, you know, I've been with him since I was 10. So 39 wow. years that. Wow. Yeah. So I've been, been very lucky with that. So he was a big integral part because obviously not only because of just having a male role model, but then he also played football, high school, a little bit in college, but he coached football and just learned the ins and outs. He would take me to the sidelines of his okay. high school games, and then their players would treat me like I like their like their water boy, oh, like nice. their little that's like their little brother and all that. So those those uh, things, they would come to my my pee wee football games on Sundays. No, those things those they were priceless, and all that. No, just kind of really kind of mold me into who the person I am because obviously people sacrificing their time and everything when I was a little kid to spend time with me. Right. You know, now, when you get older, you say, you know what, I really appreciate it because they can be doing anything they wanted and they, and they decided to uh, share some of that little time with me. Nice. And, 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 you know, it's crazy because I run into guys all the time and a lot of them, they don't have that father figure and they don't get that father figure at all. I mean, I can name off a couple people, but it's like they're like, you know, I didn't know football. I didn't know I could play football like this and I never had anyone guide me. So it's it's good you had that father figure to to be able to guide you in the direction that you needed to go. And now I was reading something. The name Kajana. How did your mom come up with that with that name for you? Uh, well, before I go to that, <clears throat> excuse me, I'll go back to what you're saying about that father figure. Yes. No, you hear people. Uh, love hip hop and things like that. I didn't grow up with a father and people use that as an excuse. So they, if they want to be an a-hole or act like a jerk, they're like, well, I didn't grow up with a father. So I, that means I didn't know right from, you know, right from wrong when you get to a certain point. Yes. Now with my big brother, Scott, no, he was, I wasn't a bad kid. Um, and I wasn't going to be a bad kid. Obviously he showed me some things about just being a teenager and you know, okay. a young man, things like that. But for people who go out there and say, yeah, I didn't grow up with a father. That, that, that gives me a, a scapegoat. Why I act this way or be like that. I think that's a bunch of BS because you know, right when you get to a certain age, you know, right from wrong. And you know what? In a sense, though, with being grown up with a, a single mother, appreciate, make me appreciate more what she did and yeah. how to grow and be, be a person than the other way around. Cause what if your father was there and he wasn't a good person? So I don't, I don't like to go to that narrative where everybody using that as an excuse. Yeah. Um, and it always bothers me when people say that because, like, like, look, I grew up with a single mother too. And there's a lot of people who were raised by their grandparents and stuff like that. They're still good people. Yes. You yep. know, so don't don't use that um, being, saying being a product of your environment. Yeah. But uh, going back to my uh, my name, so my real name is Kenneth Leonard Carter. Okay. And uh, I'm named after my dad. Uh, the first two, obviously, my Carter's my mom's last name. Okay. And but at the same time, when I was, so the story's told. Okay. <laughs> when I when when I was still in her belly. 
when I was still in her belly, there was a movie called Shaft in Africa. Okay. okay. So, you know, Shaft. So they had one called Shaft, and Kijana was a, either a character in the, in the movie or she saw the name in the movie. And just one of those things that caught her, caught her attention. So even though I was named after my dad, from the day I was born, I've always been. Wow. I've always gone by Kijana and actually it's on my uh, social security card. But so it's funny, like growing up, like the first day of school, they would always say Kenna. And I'm like, no, that's me, (laughs) but I go by Kijana. And then, and then once I got a little bit older in the same, because our school went through K through six, then they made Kijana. And then, then I had to go worry about people butchering my name so much. So, <laughs> um, who, who, who couldn't pronounce it? But um, yeah, that's the uh, that's the origin of Kijana. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, Mama, Mama saw it in a movie uh, when I was being when I was being born, and that was something that she had, and she kept it. And I, that's all anybody I've ever gone by. Nice. Now I did nine eleven. Uh, no, obviously, you know, for your license and all that, it has to be that. But that's the only time I ever used uh, Kenneth Side. I go okay. by Kijana. Okay, I tell you what. I mean, the the name is an awesome name, and it's funny because if she was watching a Shaft movie, okay, Shaft mm-hmm. was just off the chain, man. Right, right, yeah. Shaft <laughs> so was a man. Shaft, Shaft was a bad man, and yeah. and I mean, just just uh, you talking about your mom and how she mm-hmm. came up with that name. It, it shows you strong women. Produce strong kids, man. I mean, yep. any day of the week, you know. Um, and now, when you were being recruited, did Ohio State try to recruit you, or how did you wind up at Penn State? <laughs> oh man, that's a whole other thing. So, going to, so obviously, <laughs> uh, so my sophomore year, I uh, played. I started first two games in varsity uh, okay. my sophomore year, uh, but then. Our team wasn't that good, so my my coach, who actually ended up being my godfather, um, uh, put me down to JV. And I'm like, why you put me down to JV? And he was like, well, because obviously these seniors they're gonna be gone next year, and these are the guys you're gonna be playing with next year for the next two years because these are okay, you know, guys in my class. So at first I'm like, man, I ain't trying to go play Saturday morning. I want to play Friday night. That's varsity. <laughs> but our JV team was good. Our JV team was good, and I'm, I'm not lying when I say this. I pro- I had in like how many games I played? I played like eight games. I seven games. I had like nineteen hundred yards. Wow! And I was like, no, obviously, when you no matter what level you're on, when you're getting success, it's good for you. Yes, it helps with your confidence and everything. So at first, you no, know, our 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 varsity would get blown out on Friday. We come in the locker room like the next day. It's like, yo, we're gonna we're gonna take this frustration out on the team the next day, right? And that and that's what we did. So, uh, my so my sophomore year, I played JV and had a you no know, ran for a lot of yards, just like I did. Like literally, I've always kind of been the one. Okay, not being not being arrogant, but <laughs> not, not at all. <laughs> so my junior, so my junior year, um, now now I'm starting. We're starting playing a varsity again, and I had a uh, had a good year. Um, I got first team all state, you know, all district, and all that. Um, and even like going into my going into my junior year, just the buzz of maybe just—I mean, thank God it wasn't recruiting tools out there like now with the uh, social media. But the buzz started, you know, going on about me, um, about what I did in you know, JV. 
Wow. Um, so schools were starting to look. And I remember, I think my first letter I got was like from the uh, West Point or Cornell. But I'm like, yo, I got a letter from West Point. You know, it was like the right. big deal when you get your first college recruitment letter. And next thing you know, they just got crazy. Um, so my junior year, um, I had a great, had a good year. And, um, and really from there on, it just got really hectic. And yeah, I got recruited by high state. I could have went anywhere I wanted. Okay. Um, got, it, it, it got pretty, got pretty crazy because you know, being from Columbus, a uh, hometown boy, uh, with the notoriety I was getting at that time, you know, I was probably getting recruited as heavy. They said they were saying like Archie Griffin. Archie Griffin's from Columbus too. Okay, the two-time two-time Heisman, Heisman winner. Um, so yeah, High State was on me really, really hard. Um, Notre Dame was on me really, really hard. And like I said, thank God social media was out because they were I had like I was on ESPN because they were saying that I was getting you know gifts and stuff from these different schools because like in Notre Dame, I had one of my high school teammates play soccer there. So when I used to go to Notre Dame games, I would go stay with him. Uh, when a woman, I didn't play soccer, but one of my friends played soccer there. And then we went, I just went to the store and bought some gear and this and that. But just because I had that, the whole thing was like, I'm getting friendly wow. benefits. So it, it came up. I mean, obviously it wasn't like social media across the country, but it was a big deal. USA Today, it was, it was a big deal Wow, uh, coming out. But um uh, yeah, you know, in the end, um, I I, I want to stay close to home because my mom worked uh, so much on Friday. She didn't really get to see me play that much in, in high school, but she vowed that she wanted to come see me play in, in college. So I wanted to uh, you know, be close enough to home that okay. she can make those trips uh, when she she owned a beauty salon. So she would take off on Saturdays when uh, during football season and come come see me. So I visited uh, the Big Ten schools, High State, Michigan, Penn State. I knew... Uh, they were coming into the Big Ten. Now, when I first got there, we wasn't in the Big Ten, but I knew in 93 was going to be their first year in the Big Ten. Okay. So that was something that was uh, important to me. And it's, it's like a five-hour drive, so it wasn't too bad. And my uh, recipe from my, my Uncle Romy would drive my mom every week anyway. So, okay. Um, so I wanted to, to be close to home. And you know, when it came into where I was happy, just – a lot of people haven't been to Penn State or Happy Valley, but I wanted to go to a true college town. Um, nothing against Ohio State, which is a great program, and you can't knock it, but it's just, you know, one, being from home, you know, getting away and kind of learning, you know, growing up on your, you know, as a young man on your own, learning a little responsibility. Not saying that I couldn't have done that in Columbus, but uh, you know, being 15 minutes away from home is a lot different when you got a problem like mom or right. whoever it is, <laughs> no, my cousin or who I can, I can call whoever. Where, but if you're five hours away, hey, you learn to deal with it. Yes. You know, and you, 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 you kind of grow up. And Penn State you know, ran the type of offense that I ran in high school. They featured a tailback. A lot of all the schools I visited really did that. And I kind of had the best of both worlds. We played, we were independent our first year. So we played Notre Dame, Miami, those type of schools. But then I knew that uh, eventually they were going into the Big Ten. So those were uh, a lot of factors. And like I said, it was a true college town. And people are friendly. The guys on the team, you know, when I was getting recruited, like I was like one their own already. We had a lot of guys from Ohio okay. on the team, which I did, which surprised me. And I was like, whoa, what do you mean? There's a lot of guys from Ohio out way out there. So it kind of opened my eyes saying, no, okay. it's bigger than just being in the state of Ohio because if you're from Ohio. Normally you're good. You're going to Ohio state. Hands no, down. Just, <laughs> hands down. I mean, no, for the most part now, you know, you get now Penn State picking some out, Michigan, 
it's uh you know pick some guys out but for the most part if you're from ohio you know you stay you stay at home so um obviously it ended up being a good choice for me but i i really couldn't complain about anything yeah i uh i know uh driver's son is at penn state now Mm -hmm. and so i've been following penn state more since he's been there and it's like it's like who wouldn't want to play in happy valley and whiteout just takes it takes it to a whole other level right and uh so i was i I was just listening to him and he was like man that you know the ice cream place the just yeah just everything that that's just there is just penn state um yeah now did you ever punt? Were you ever a punter? Because I know you can punt, uh, right? <laughs> yeah. Who told you that? What kind of research? Hey, you man, get? <laughs> I, I saw it. I said I saw a uh, uh, coach. Coach Joe Paterno had had made a comment and said that you were uh, you were probably the best punter on the team, but he never put you in that role. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, going into high school, I was kind of like our our punter was our, was my fullback, uh, Craig Triplett, and it's just like one of those things. Like even when I was little, like I was like, what what could I do to get on the field and play? So I, when I was like eighth grade, I would practice long snapping. No, I know I wasn't gonna be good, but it was just like one of the things <laughs> I do. And punting, you know, everybody's like, I have, I have you know, big strong legs, right? And it was just something I thought I I was able, I was just good at. So I was a coach will let me go out and punt in high school because he wanted to take a chance of me getting hurt another way. And then with Joe, obviously you have you, know, you have true punters in college. Yeah. But you no, know, they you know every time they go punt, I'm, I want to go back there with them. It's just something that's practice. <laughs> and you want punt is you, you always see like on TV, Reggie Roby and you know, Ray Guy Nick. Yes. Mile high punts with the spirals. Yes. It's like one of the hey, I always wanted to try to, to do. And no, I'm not, I mean, I'm not as consistent as other motor punters, but I could, I could, um, I could, I could punt it a long way. You could punt it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it might, well, my problem is it might go just like my golf shot. It might go high and long one way. It might shank out to the right the other time. So well, I wasn't consistent enough to that. But another thing, I had a good arm. Okay. So we did a lot of tailback passes and stuff like that. So that was, that was one thing I liked doing, but, yeah, punting was something that uh, it's pretty good. That's, that's some good research. Yep. Right <laughs> and, and, and now tell tell us about playing at Penn State and playing for Coach Paterno because you want to talk about legendary coach, yeah. legendary coach. Yeah, you don't really you realize it more once you're done playing, or like for me when you get into the league, it's just different. I mean, obviously the league is about business, um, and what Coach Paterno obviously. Uh, with all the accolades that he had and all the success that he had, he always kept the program small-minded in a sense. Okay. Uh, we knew that we were out there as a good football team, but you were never better than your, your the person next to you. Okay. So, so for example, like we uh, freshmen, like when your first day of meetings and you go into camp, you have all the freshmen stand up. And our year, we had the number one class in the country. We were loaded. And, and um, we had like Jeff Hardings, who was all pro in uh, uh, Pittsburgh and Detroit. And Mark Rivera played on a Super Bowl winning uh, Packers for, for years in Dallas Cowboys. The, long, the list goes on and on and on and on. Wow. And they would say, honors. 
so everybody that stand up and you have to say your all your honors, like all state, all American. Right. And everybody be like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> they to sit down. He's like, all right, and everybody be like, sit down, sit down, sit down. And say, Joe did that. Say the reason why we did that is because even though you you were congratulations on all the success that you had in high school, this and that. See everybody in this room, everybody is all American, basically who's here. Everybody here is here is all state. Now, what are you going to do from here? Because you can't rely on your past history exactly. when you get here. And it's one of those things where uh, with him, you know, for the four years or five years that you have from 17 to 21 or 18 to 22 or 23, mm-hmm. those are very important times of your lives. And he was very intricate and in not only teaching us about football, but also about life. So like he would have meetings, like you had a meeting at one o'clock, the, the seniors would tell the friends, hey, be there at 1250. Now, if you're there at one o'clock, you're technically on time, but be there at twelve fifty because that's when time the meeting really starts. And that's the thing of being punctual yes. when you get out of the football and get into the real world. If you have a meeting, don't be late. Now with me, that shit went through one end around the other because <laughs> I'm always late. <laughs> but you know, but those those are those are little things that maybe they had me back then, back then, no facial hair. Um, no earrings or guys start getting tattoos. Why? Because it's a lot different how they live now. But back then, if you want to go into corporal IBMs, Merrill Lynch is the snake. You got to be the clean cut. Yes. It's all about perception. Yes. Yes. And he wanted guys, they, you know what? When you come out of here or when you get into the real world, you're already groomed. I already groomed you for when you got to go into your, to your next phase of your life. Nice. Now, what was yeah. he the one who no names? On the back of the jerseys, was that Coach Paterno? Uh, Penn State has been no names, I think, forever. So, so the whole time, I mean, okay. I, 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 I'm going to say forever, but as long as I've known, it's something that just like, um, you know, Alabama has you know, the certain uniforms. Texas, it's just one of those things that we've always had it, and they said um, there's no need for accolades because we're winning. you win as a team, you lose as a team. So obviously people know you by the number, but yeah. they don't need to read your names on the back. Now, obviously we did it um, after those unfortunate years that happened with Coach O'Brien was the coach yes. at Penn State. And I get that because, you know, what they did was kind of honor those kids who decided to stay and, and stay with our program. So I get that. But once you get that first, when I was getting recruited, I was like, man, them uniforms are ugly. <laughs> you know, plain blue and white. I'm like, right. you know, obviously High State got the flashy, you know, the, the scarlet and gray, and you know, Michigan had the blue and gold, and that's that. Like Penn State is like, Bleh. but once you get there, it's like almost like a pride thing. We yeah. love it. You, know, yeah. you just go lace them up. The all like all white unis as like my favorite, and now you start to appreciate. Now, now don't get me wrong. Like Oregon's uniforms are fly. You no, know, everybody doing these color changes, but there's something about unique about tradition where you yes. don't budge. And you know what? What the test of time is like. You know what? We we stay consistent. So that's oh, something yeah. that you were you get proud of. Man, I, I tell you what, playing at Penn State, I mean, that that's just, you see the pride in, yeah. in those kids. And, mm-hmm. you know, Coach Frank is doing a good job with progressing it on. Um, yeah. But now, when you were playing, tell me how it is to actually play in a Rose Bowl. Because, you know, that's the granddaddy of them all. Mm-hmm. And that's the one you want to play in. Uh, right, but what is it like leading up to it? Because I know that year you guys were undefeated, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
What's a little different for me and maybe some of the guys who are from the Midwest area, okay. especially Ohio. So, like, before they started all this BCS and now the college football championship, usually you win your you win your conference and then you just slated to go to a certain bowl game, no matter what. Big 10 goes to the Rose Bowl. Pac-12 or Pac-10 goes to the Rose Bowl. Uh, SEC goes to the Sugar Bowl. Yep. No, this and that. So, you know, growing up, you no know, Rose Bowl was it <laughs> for the Midwest. I mean, because if yep. you was a high state fan or, you know, you want to see high state play on Jeremy on the Rose Bowl. So, and they call it a granddad of the ball and all that. Yep. So it's just one of those things. Like for me, that year, not to say it meant more, more to me than anybody else, but some of the guys who are from Maryland, New York, they don't know about the Big Ten. Like I grew up in it. Right. You, know, you just know from, from afar. But, know what it meant and, and one of the reasons why I went to Penn State because I knew they were going to the Big Ten I wanted to be able to play in the Rose Bowl gotcha. um, had the opportunity so for me that year and obviously uh, we had a great uh, season and capped, by, capped off by and being able to play in there no it's uh, no you really can't put in words like I said I'm a football historian I love sports I'm a sports nerd no I don't care what sport it is I'm a fan yep. and the fact that say, you know what, hey, I'm actually out here. So when we're out there walking around the field and things like that, I'm looking at the rows and, the, and all our gear and all that. You no, know, it was like I'm a sense of probably like, man, like in a sense, kind of like I made it. This is one of the goals that I wanted to do, and I'm actually here. But at the same time, you got you absorb it for a minute. But hey, I got I got work to do. Yep. You got a business to yeah, I got business to take care of on the on the field. But I think you really I really really hit you more afterwards when you get older and unfortunately now, hopefully it'll be Sooner or later, but we're you know the, our school's last undefeated team, um, and we've been in Rose Bowl a couple times since then, and, and we've lost. But um, you know, it, just a pride of what we did, and obviously uh, capping it up by winning the uh, the Rose Bowl and going twelve and zero. Yep, and uh, we're not gonna mention that uh, eighty three yard. Touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that, I mean, you know, since you brought it up, we'll, we'll talk about that now. You know, I don't want to, I appreciate you serving that up. Hey, man. <laughs> um, yeah, but again, like I said, is you no, know, growing up in the you know, Big Ten country in Columbus, I mean, I don't know if you've ever been there. I mean, high state is, man, high, it's hard to put in perspective. You know, you got two pro teams, ain't nothing bigger than Ohio State. Right. Especially in Columbus, which is the capital, but in, in the state. Uh, maybe a clean because the Browns and stuff like that, but <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so just growing up, it's just you no know, Big Ten was everything. Big Ten football, you no know, back then there was, there was there weren't that many conferences. First of all, so right. yeah, the Big Eight, the Pac twelve, Pac ten, SEC, and the the Big Ten. Basically, it was the four conferences and ACC. But that they didn't really they, they back then they really wasn't that good, right? Um, so. <laughs> No, Big Ten was Big Ten football was it, and you always Saturday morning you go see it. If you don't, if it wasn't on your local channels, you Ohio State had like the channels, their local station that we can catch them on Sundays. It's just like one of those things you always hear Rose Bowl, the granddad of it all. Like I was saying before, and then the fact that damn the first play of the game exactly for us, I busted eighty three yarder. I mean, one is kind of cool when I go back to school. A lot of people talk about, oh, man, I remember you 83 yards. <laughs> it's like one of those things that's, that no matter what, I'm always going to be remembered in the Penn State folklore, and which is kind of cool because, you, I mean, there's so many great players and so many great events, and that was our first year in the Rose Bowl. 
the first time to Rose Bowl, and that's our first play there. Yeah. And then obviously we did well. It's just one of those things. And they still show it like on like the highlights of our for our, our like upcoming season. They'll show it here and there, like in the Jumbotron. Oh it's yeah. It's crazy. Now that's 30 years later, almost 30 years later. Um, and they still showing it, and you know, it's, it's a good feeling. And like I said, being part of the history, and then I got became a Rose Bowl MV, uh, Hall of Fame and all that. Yeah. When it comes in the night, you couldn't even stress something. That's just like surreal to me. And, and it's crazy because your second touchdown that you scored, it was just like that was like the icing on the cake. I mean, you mm-hmm. you you high stepped in, but you didn't high step uh-huh. in. <laughs> <laughs> you good, man. You well, you did your research. Yeah, it was one of those things where. I'll give it the credit, believe it or not. Like our first, um, our first half, you no, know, I'll say that big run. No, Oregon, and I, this is where I got mad at Joe because Oregon packed in like eight, nine men in the bus. It was like, yo, you ain't running. We're going to dare you to throw. And we got Bobby Ingram, the Blitton Call for More winner uh, out there. Kerry Collins, the David O'Brien yes. award. And we had Joe Jervicious, Freddie Scott, Kyle Brady, yep. tight end. I'm like, yo, Joe. I said, man, Aaron is tight. Air it out, man. <laughs> Eat them up. Get these guys off. Yeah, wow. I mean, you're like, oh, oh, my running, but if I'm getting bum, 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 I can't do it. And what we've done all year, like, if you want to put nine men in the box, we're going to throw it over your head. All day to, long. To relax the defense, and then we'll, then we'll hit you up with, with me running. So the first half, he just had that motto, motto like, oh, we're tough. We're going to do this and that. I'm like, yo, yo we got to throw this ball, man. And then <laughs> the next thing you know, he started opening up, and we start airing it out, and we start opening up in the second half. But – yeah, it was just one of those things. Like, I I don't like show. Like, I don't spike the ball. I didn't do anything. But it just, like, I saw it. I said, you know, I'm just going to just try it in a little bit. Little, <laughs> little, little, it wasn't a high step. It was like a extended stride. Exactly. It was like a extended stride. It was like you were just, you were just, like, coasting. Yeah, yeah. Running, running the last hundred yeah, of that quarter. Yeah. You know, but. Yeah, definitely. definitely. <laughs> yeah, without the monkey on your back. Right. <laughs> now, being... In the Heisman race, and you go back and you look at it, and you look at all of the how they do it and and how they get it. Now it's just crazy because it's they have a whole two days related to the Heisman. Um, being in that talk, what was it like to sit there or the run? Because they started asking about it or, or mentioning you in the Heisman in that season. So, yeah. what is it like to actually be there and be in that <clears throat> atmosphere? Um, again, so going into my my second year Pee Wee, my football coach, Coach Robinson, told me he said, "You're gonna be my first Heisman Trophy winner." Wow! I swear, I swear, to God, he's that's wow. what he said. I'm like, huh? He said, "You'll be my first Heisman Trophy." I'm like, all right, you know, I just <laughs> and then, but just the fact to say no when it, it full circle, I'm like, yo, this is crazy. No, they got me as one of the top six players or in the country or up for this award and the Heisman's everything. And see, especially back then, it, a running back to win, quarterback to win, usually running backs win because back then it was more running than throwing. Yep. Um, so you know, it was just it was just surreal. It was just you no know, that whole year was just crazy. It was like, you know what? One, I got to meet Bob Hope on his Christmas special, because uh, I made his <laughs> all American team. Uh, you no, know, going ESPN started doing those college football award shows. They flew me down for that, and uh, this and that. I'm like, man, this is this is nuts. Like, wow. you know, obviously the year before I had a thousand yards. I missed my last two games, 
And I, you know, you always envision, like, I knew I wanted to be successful. I was going to do some work. But you don't think of being on that level. You don't know. And it's just one of the things. What made it even better was, like like I say, uh, Bobby Ingram, myself, Kyle Brady, and Jeff Hardings were all all Americans. Um, Now, me, Kerry, and Bobby were consensus All-Americans. Kyle should have been consensus, but they let him off of one uh, All-American team, uh, which is a bunch of bunch of bs but just the fact that not only just me i got to share this feeling with all my teammates right guys and it's like i'm not here by myself and it's just a testament to how good our team was and it was just a, a great feeling and with the heisman me and carrie were there you know my quarterback yep and um no i like i said i you know back then obviously rest in peace Rashawn Savon. you know he had a great season and all that and he hit that 2000 benchmark and then no, back then if you get two thousand yards, well, that's a great season. Yes. You know, they're gonna usually they're gonna give it to that person. Not say he didn't deserve it. I'm not trying to say that. Right. But um it was just one of those things like, damn, then you start looking back like I mean, if I had like social media now back then everybody would have known, like, man, we only played like three full games. Like, what if I would have played No, you start getting not yes. selfish, but you said like, one or what if, like yep. you no, know, what if I what if I would have played you no know, ten full games, how many yards would I had? And no, could I had a chance to compete against Barry Sanders when his had twenty six hundred yards? You don't know because you look at the stats. You no, know, what I yards per carry I averaged and the touchdowns and all that. And no, I played every game, but you no, know, didn't play full games because we we're blowing everybody out. Right. You're like, damn, what if? But again, that's a, that's a that's a good it's, it's good for debate. Yes. But it's also good because I mean, like some historian people people say, yo. No, obviously, you know, say Rashawn won it. I never talked bad about him. They'd be like, yo, but if you would just play a little longer, I'm like, I know. But you know, in the end, that's part of the legacy of our program. But again, for us going 12 and 0, like you said, win the Big Ten and should have been co national championships. I would I mean, granted, the Heisman Trophy changes people's lives. Yeah. No, no, being a running back, that's the ultimate war you want to win. But just doing 12 and 0 and now has been. We're the last team at Penn State history to have done that. No, that's those type of things that, you know what, at the end, those things come and go. But the things that we are with our brothers, that we set out certain goals when we came in, yep. being recruited, and we and, th- and those things came true, I, I wouldn't change it for anything. Yep, which which I, I think most players see it that way. Because like you said, once you get out and you retire and you're away from it, that's when everything starts to mean more to you. Because you knew what it took to get y'all there. You know what I mean? Uh, right. And now, what do you think about this NIL now? How much money I would have made back then? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Man, this NIL thing. I mean, God, God bless them. I, 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 it's good. Kids deserve it. I just think how they did it, it was just a free-for-all, like anarchy. Just go and do whatever you want. Um. I, I, like I said, I think the kids deserve it. You no, know, the name image likeness because schools been making so much money off of yes. us players for so long. But I just think there's maybe some things they sh- they should have done is like one, like like when we were in school, like we couldn't leave if a coach left. <clears throat> if you if you decide to transfer, yeah, sit out of here. Now, granted, I think if a coach leaves, you should be able to leave and go whenever you want. Yes. But now, for these kids now, being able to say, you know what, I can go to this school, they can give me this bag of money, and then next year, I can, without penalty, I can just leave because this other school gave me more bag of money. Yep. That's not right. 
I don't, I don't like that. If they're doing it for that type of reason, there should be some type of penalty. You got to sit out or something to do so. But regarding the NIL and the kids getting their bread, hey, more power. God bless them. Yeah, because like I said, they they making all this money. I mean, look at you know Death, Death Valley last weekend, LSU, Alabama, pack Penn State. We get one hundred nine. Yes. Big House get one ten. High State get one hundred two. It's packed, and they buying these jerseys. They buying this stuff all the time. You, and back then, you yeah. know, you buying a number fifteen from Florida Gators. You know, you're buying a ten Tebow t- uh, jersey. No, no, that's just a number that we're just you get out of here. <laughs> so you're making all this money using utilizing this this man's uh, likeness, and you don't want to repay him. Yep. So I think I think it's great, but it's just some things where they just got to. It's tough because you got a young kid come out of high school. And if she is tough enough when you're 21, 22 going into the pros, learn how to manage the money. I think they should do something where let the kids get their bread, but maybe do something where you put in a, a savings for them or something. Yeah. And they got to do certain type of classes before they can take it out or something just to learn how to, to manage the yep. money. Because that's the biggest thing. You get it, but you don't think about taxes and you know, this and that. And, you know, they say, oh, yeah, if I had a million dollars, I could, nah, you can blow easy, you can blow a million dollars easy. It ain't hard to spend a million dollars nowadays, you know, buying the, the, all the nice stuff, but just learn how to manage the money. And, um, especially when you don't come from it, because when you don't come from it, yep. you're going to go ham. You're going to yep. go ham. And, and that's what happens. And then, um, and then not saying that, you know, you get that bone dry because you're still in school, but, just, you know, you're, some of these kids are getting some serious money. Yes, sir. And that's changing lives. I mean, you're, some of these kids are getting more money than I got on my signing bonus and the pros. Like, that's crazy. But you know what? You're changing your family's life. Just learn how to you know, they do something like educational, financial education yeah. or something. Just say, you know what? Before you get all this, we're going to put it here. You can make money on it. This and that. It's, it's yours. But we don't want to see you just blow exactly. it like that without you know, learning, learning how to uh, manage your money. And see, I think that's my next thing for you is <coughs> Reggie Bush and his Heisman Trophy. It gets taken from him. Man, but, give his but, trophy back. But exactly. But now you have the NIL, which is what he got his trophy taken for. Basically. Give that man his trophy back, man. That's crazy. That is. That's crazy. That's it, crazy. I, I mean, just just blows me away. But Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah. It's, it's, and then they're like, oh, well, different times. Well, no. No. <laughs> if, you're, if you're leaving now, no, it should have been Leo a long time ago. No, he, he broke the rules. He did yeah. break the rules. But what that boy did on the field, NIL ain't, t- ain't doing what that boy did. I've been watching him against Fresno run that uh, <laughs> sweep on the sidelines. Right. Go like this. Like, yeah. You know, he, was, he, was, he, was, he was fire to watch. So, yeah, man, get that man his trophy back. Give it back. Everybody knows he's a, he's a he winning. Yeah, they got Hopefully, eventually it does. But I get he got, he, he broke the rule um, and um, got penalized for it. But the Highland Trophy, that's his, man. That's, he earned it all day long, man. I, you know, you go back and you think about Eric Dickerson and Craig James at SMU. Mm. Pony okay. Express. Then SMU gets the death penalty. You know, and it's like wow. And they're yeah. just now trying to come back from that after thirty years or however long it's been. You know, right. now NFL. Not many people can say that they were the number one overall draft pick. Only like 30-something, right? Exactly. Like 30-something, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. What is that feeling? Number one overall. Besides uh, watching uh, every time the jab comes up, 
Oh, the biggest buster. got me on there. You you know, I mean, like I said, hey, man. Like, I mean, like a... Uh, like I told you my story, like playing the role goal was a big deal to me. Yeah. You know, playing on my high school team was a big deal to me. I mean, honestly, I mean, whenever you, any profession you're doing, you you make it to the top, top of the, of the, of your profession. You're playing and you're, and you're able to do whatever your craft is in that. Like if you was a ballerina, you no know, playing, you no know, doing ballerina at the Met. Yep. Um, you no, know, whatever it is, you no, know, whatever your field is, you're at the upper echelon. Yep. No, it's it was so real, and um, you know, again, like I said, I had I was Cowboys with my team growing up, so I had Tony on weekends. We we're playing tackle football, as a little kid. I got Tony D's jersey on, <laughs> you know, this or that, and just crazy that now that you no, know, when I'm coming out drafting, I got Jerry Rice saying what's up to me and Barry Sanders. I'm like, yo, Barry, you're my favorite player. And I was like, damn, in, in a couple months, I'll be playing against you. And yep. It, it, it's, it's some that's a, a big deal. Like in high school to college, you're like, oh, okay. For the most part, those people are gone. After four years, they're gone. When you get to the pros, those people are there, you know, till they retire or whatever it is. And, you know, it was just a proud moment, obviously, you know, where I was, you know, had the opportunity. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. When I came out of the Rose Bowl, Joe, he saw me, like, I'm, I'm hype after the game. We beat, you know, win the Rose Bowl. He's like, I need to see you tomorrow. And I'm like, huh? I said, I need to see you tomorrow. I'm like, all right. So, um, now there was hype going into the season. Probably like after we beat Ohio State, um, or we, we were playing Indiana and uh, the Panthers and the Jaguars were expansion teams that year. Shows you my age. And they were like, yo, Jags and the uh, Panthers are you no know, at, at the game. So obviously, I had success. Kerry had success. Yeah, I mean, we were, we you no, know, we were loaded. So uh, we knew that, but again, we do our thing. And Joe don't open up practices to, to uh, pro pro teams. They only do it on our, our bye weeks. Wow. So we only had we had two bye weeks that year. So those are the days that the scouts those weeks the scouts get come okay. out. Now I dislocated my thumb against uh, Temple, so I didn't practice the week going up at that bye week for Michigan, and I did a little bit for Ohio State, um, but. The bus start going around like, hey, you know these teams and you no know, people. It wasn't like you didn't have all these meetings dollars again. Like Carrie was having success and me and you no know, this and that. And um, I remember I had an eighty yard touchdown uh, in Indiana, and then that was like our last drive. And he took the starters out. And there's a photo um, that's out there with me sitting on the bench, like on on the bench, and Joe was talking to me. And that talk was where he was like, look. There's going to be a lot of recognition for you, rightfully so. Keep your head on straight. Keep working hard. Keep playing like you're doing. Good things are going to happen to you. This is wow. probably like the sixth game into the season. And I was like, all right, coach, you know, I appreciate that. No, this and that. So he was talking to me. So kind of going full circle, when I had a, the season I did, there was buzz saying that, you know, I could be a top five pick. Okay. Uh, me and Kerry. But you don't know where. You don't, you don't know what's going to happen. And I just remember um, – the year, well, one year, Ken Swilling Jr. was a top safety going to going into my freshman year, and he decided to come back in Georgia Tech. We put the stank on him in the kickoff class, and he went. He and his his stock value dropped. <laughs> um, and then John Walsh was the quarterback at BYU. My last year, if he would have came out, they said he would have been the first pick of the draft as a quarterback. Okay, 
Come to find out, he got drafted on the same team I did in the seventh round the next year. Wow. I was the first pick. Wow. For the Bengals. He was a seven-round pick. And what I was just going to show is like, well, Joe just came in and was like, look, you did all you can at Penn State. There's no guarantee. You wanted to win the Heisman. You wanted this and that. But every season is not guaranteed. You don't know what's going to happen next year. But you put yourself in a situation where you can take care of your family. Yep. He said, now, selfishly, do I want you to come back? Yeah. But I know you know, you don't know if you go top five or one, two, whatever it is. But where they have you slated at, you can't, you can't, can't pass this opportunity up. Yep. So you make your decision, <clears throat> but you have my blessing to leave early. Wow. Um, so and that's where it came. And then obviously from the workouts and that's that, you know, Cincinnati. Yeah. Full circle. Right. My first peewee football team was the first team that drafted me number one nice. in the draft. And uh, it's one of those things, I guess it's a proud moment. Like I said, I laugh of it. And like, yeah, you know, they say the bus and it's like, cause I had, you know, my injury riddle career. Um, it wasn't because I couldn't play. It was just because I just had no shoulder, did my, my wrist, did my knee, did my other knee. It's just one of those freak accidents. But um, again, that's something that, you know, those Hall of Famers and this and that, and, uh, you know, God, that's the top of the top, but there's only 35 people to say they, they were in our, you know, in, in my position. So it's definitely a blessing. It's, it's, a, it's an honor that it's flattered because, you know, you don't know how the draft's going to go and, um, and as I and I, again, I don't talk bad about the Bengals, and I appreciate them. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, taking the chance on me, and uh, I feel bad, you know, to the Brown family because I had good things that I wanted to do, <clears throat> just had freak accidents. And and you know that's the thing about the about the league. Everybody's that one percenter when you make it to the league. Yeah, all of you are good, mm-hmm. and things happen. When you running your bodies into each other 25 miles an hour, something is going to happen at some right. point in time. But mm-hmm. what I noticed about the NFL, man, brotherhood. Yeah. You guys are going to always remember each other. We all made it. Exactly. I mean, as, as a kid, as a kid, you know, you get like in high school and college, you hate your players. You hate, like, I hate, like, when I was in college, I didn't want to talk to nobody after the game, even if we beat them. Just, just didn't like them. Like, I'm from Columbus and high state <laughs> players. I seen them all season. Didn't want to talk to them, this and that. I didn't, again, there was a rival. When you get to the pros, it's like, okay, yeah, you, I'm playing against you, but at the, at the, at the every play, hey, Reg, how's your family doing? Right. It's the craziest thing where when the play stops, all that tensity goes down and say, hey, man, how's your, this and that. Hey, man, tell your mom, I said, hi, this and that. And let's get together at the end. Let's, let's rap for a minute. Boom, next play, boom. I'm trying to knock your head off again. <laughs> and it's just one of those things where, it takes you a little bit because, like, you so so tuned, like, you know, you get so fired up. But dudes be like, yo, what's going on, man? You got to learn how to channel it because, in a sense, like, yeah, you know what? We want to take care of each other because, obviously, it's good money. You no, know, we may, you don't want to try to end somebody's career. Somebody gets hurt. I remember a couple of times I got hurt, like, with the Detroit Lions. Now, rest in peace, William White played for Ohio State when I was a little kid. I used to train with him during all season. When I blew my knee out, he came by and made sure to see if I was okay during the, you know, during the preseason game. Like, Yo, Kijani, you, you, and man, that's all right, man. You'll be, you'll be fine. That's wow. right. Tap you on the head and keep on going. You know, wow. it's, it's, um, yeah, like you were saying, it's definitely a brotherhood. Straight no up. No matter what team you play on. <laughs> you <know? laughs> like you said, all of y'all made it, period. Yeah. And yeah. only 1,500 of you that year can say, we made it. Exactly. You know, uh, <clears throat> now, getting ready to let you go. 
What is one word that describes Kajana? One word? Um, yes, sir. Just just one. Grateful. Nice. Nice. Grateful. And you yeah, can't beat I, that. I mean, I've had, I've, I've, yeah, I've had a lot of b- bad things happen in my life. I mean, from, but at the same time, grateful that I was able to be in the positions that I was at the same time. Yep. Yeah, and, I would say. And I lied to you. Talk to me about BioGlobe. I lied to you. So there was <laughs> one more after after that one. One more. Um, yeah, so I own a company called BioGlobe. <clears throat> Excuse me, it's a marketing and branding company. Uh, we do everything from decorated apparel to promotional items to signage to printing services, uh, award recognition giveaways. Uh, we work with companies such as we're licensed with the NFL. So we work with companies like the NFL, uh, Dave and Buster's. Um, Tito's Baca, um, the list goes on and on. But it's just something that I've, I, I graduated college with a marketing degree, and so marketing's kind of always been in my in my blood. I always liked it, and um, it's something that I started back in uh, 2008, and wow. we're uh, we're uh, doing 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 some good things, and some good things uh, happening in, in the future. But um, it was definitely something that I. No, I always said you no know, work is this is something that's not work to me. I enjoy doing it because again, that's something in my blood from a marketing standpoint. Uh-huh. So I, I enjoy going in every day because it's um something's a challenge and obviously being a, a as an athlete too, you always like challenges uh on a daily basis. So it's something that, that this is and I enjoy doing. Nice, nice. Well, man, I appreciate you coming on the show. Uh Thank you, thank you again, and uh, I know you. You know, I always say my brother to you, uh, but but yeah, you you know we'll be talking. Uh, and again, Absolutely. I appreciate it, man. Uh, but uh, you have a good one. Thanks again for coming on the podcast. Hey, thank you. I appreciate it. Man. All right, big dog. Have a good one, man. All right, all right. See yes, sir. Uh, bye bye. Hey, everyone, we want to thank Kajana Carter for coming on the show today. Uh, Again, thanks for listening. Uh, You guys can follow us at You See Me Pod. Uh, And thanks again. Tune in next week.